0: This week on Ultra 64, we bid a fond boom shakalaka to basketball games on the N64. Welcome to Ultra 64, we are the internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different, randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog, and we are just dunking all over it, and my name is Steve Gumley.
1: Hi, I'm John Grisham enthusiast Woody Siskowski. That's, this was based on his novel, right? It is, yeah. John yeah. Grisham's courtside? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. John
1: Grisham's courtside. Featuring Kobe Bryant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As a determined Southern lawyer who's uh, fighting the system. <laughs> yes, that's right. This week we are playing uh, three games with very clunky names: <laughs> NBA, uh, Kobe Bryant in NBA courtside. Fox Sports College Hoops ninety nine and NBA Courtside two featuring Kobe Bryant. Okay, so lots of words in all of they, those. They got
1: him on the way out. They're <laughs> like, they're like, all right, you 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 just moved down to feature it. You're right. No longer.
0: I really want to know what happened. If just that was like a bad season for him, or what was going they were, on. They were but... trying to
1: get Tim Allen as the star and then
0: feature
1: <laughs> Kobe Bryant.
0: <laughs> Tim Allen's courtside. Uh, yeah, but all those words basically just mean we are playing basketball games, and they're it's the last three rubber
1: orange ball mm-hmm. and sticking it between some netting sure and getting paid millions of dollars for it that i mean Patreon, it sounds, s- step up your game this
0: sounds really <laughs> dirty when you describe basketball like that you take an <laughs> orange ball it's rubber you stick it in some netting and then everybody scores um
1: yeah, I, well, I imagine that there's a way to describe every sport that it sounds dirty. So y'all grab big wooden sticks mm-hmm. and uh, well, and you slide around and you hit a hit a slippery puck over some ice. No, that didn't sound quite as. Dirty. Hold
0: on to a leather egg and slam into a bunch of men. Okay. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I got that on pay per view. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we are uh, we're saying goodbye to basketball games on the N sixty four. It's gonna uh, be
1: a-, a maudlin goodbye. It that. is. We kind of went out on a downer unintentionally. Sort of.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Sort of. It's it's a weird. Uh, we uh, we've had a weirdly inconsistent history with basketball games on the system. I think because <laughs> your number one game on the entire list is a basketball ahead game.
1: Of Super Mario sixty four. Instead of
0: ahead yeah. of everything is a basketball game, but And then everything else has just been kind of low, middling yeah. to low. Let's be
1: honest. NBA Hangtime is barely a basketball. It's really just a craziness simulator. It's almost
0: (laughs) it's almost a fighting game. Yeah, Yeah, it's just really fast paced and goofy. (laughs)
1: You're fighting against physics.
0: Well, (laughs) let's see how these games stack up. Let's start with our first one here. And that is Kobe Bryant in NBA courtside. It was released April 27th, 1998. Developed by Left Field Productions and published by Nintendo Sports, and this is an N64 exclusive.
1: Oh, you're saying Nintendo Sports didn't decide to port this to the PlayStation? Shocking.
0: Well, they had a deal for the CDI. Oh, okay. In uh, Left Field Productions, we talked about once before, they were the team responsible for Excite Bike. Uh, weirdly, for a company called Left Field, they don't really have any be- baseball games <laughs> to their credit. Uh, they got this job for uh, this game based on their Slam and Jam series, which debuted on the 3DO in 1995. <laughs> okay. There were three of those games, but outside of that and these courtside games, they really only focused on. Slam and on Jam
1: is a very like 90s 3DO basketball game. Very. Sounding mi-
0: name. What was the? Oh, I'm thinking. Of, I'm confusing it with Rap Jam, the one where you yeah. can play as Queen Latifah and like. There's uh, a
1: lot of like crazy name basketball games. Uh, some of them well, are
0: I'm, just like the name of it, like Lakers versus Celtics at the 1992 yeah. playoffs, it's like okay those were those very like limiting very
1: influential because they were very early games that actually featured real players yeah but they do have they're definitely like spreadsheet the game yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah kind of like that yeah <laughs> yeah so left field uh they went out in 2011 after the release of their Cell shaded combat racer mayhem which i think i said i wanted to try last time we talked about them but have and not guess yet. what never did yep. <laughs> not high on the list all right i think we got to talk a little bit about kobe bryant uh indisputably one of the best athletes to ever play the game of basketball i don't yeah. think there's really any question about that um weirdly we were actually scheduled to play these games in late january and we decided to postpone it because in on january 26 of this year of course uh kobe bryant and his 13 year old daughter were killed in a tragic helicopter accident yeah. which was very shocking, I think across the board. Of course, six other people were in there as well. It was just a horrible, horrible it, it tragedy. It was
1: an awful thing that had was quickly overshadowed by more awful things.
0: Yes, yeah, it's That's been a it's been a rough year, and uh, Kobe's death was one of you know. There, sometimes there's there's certain deaths that just kind of stop the world for, for at least for a little bit, yeah. you know. And Kobe's was definitely one. Even if you're not like a big basketball fan, like I've never really been, like. It, it's still a holy shit moment like oh my god yeah, Co- I mean, kobe my, died my like,
1: mom called me to tell me this yeah we're not like again we're not big basketball fans and i i i was like wait Co- the basketball player yeah and she's like yes and i'm like <laughs> really <laughs>
0: yeah i mean there was a lot i remember reading on twitter everyone's just like all right this is fake right please say this is fake this didn't actually happen yeah. but uh sadly it did um, so, let's talk a little bit about Kobe's career here. So, uh, Bryant was born uh, in Philadelphia in 1978. West he was Philadelphia. Born and raised yeah. on the playground is where he spent most I of mean, his days. I mean, probably. Because <laughs> it could be. That's... Yeah. I mean, he was maxing, relaxing at school. Yeah. No. Shout out to T.L. Foster and his uh, 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 Fresh Prince podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, he was the son of a former professional NBA player. I did not know that. Uh, his oh, dad's name is Joe Bryant, and he was an NBA player.
1: Clearly not. <laughs> A big star of a...
0: Not not overshadowed a little bit, I'd say. Uh, Kobe is one of only 45 players in NBA history who never played collegiate ball. Uh, He was recruited to the Los Angeles Lakers straight out of high school, and he played there for his entire 20-season career. Uh, I feel like some of the greats, some of the real greats have gone this route. LeBron went this route. uh, Tracy McGrady went this route. Amari Stonemeyer.
1: Oh, you mean recruited out of high school. Recruited out of high school. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting and it looks I mean, like
1: it's, it's clearly a sign that you're going to be a pretty great player if you're displaying that level of talent when you're, you know, Three, four years younger than these other guys who are playing at a higher—they've actually
0: changed the rules now so that you can't do that anymore. You don't have to have played collegiate ball, but you do have to have played in a semi-pro league, and you have to be at least 19 years of age. So you can get recruited into
1: like a semi-pro league earlier. You can, yeah.
0: You need to do at least a year with a semi-pro league before you can actually play in the NBA. Now, did they give any
1: uh, rationale for why they changed that? uh, I think like people being scouted in high school.
0: There Uh, was a lot of controversy, and uh, well, some of the purists behind who like really love the sport are kind of they just feel like a high school player isn't really prepared for the stress and for the the pressure of being a professional player and that like the collegiate process kind of wheedles people out you know and kind of like cuts people down like so they're not getting set up for failure you know
1: okay yeah renowned failures Kobe Bryant and LeBron James yeah
0: you know but uh, a couple of them really uh buck the trend you know so but you know whatever uh uh that's fine. I'm, I mean, I'm okay with like scouts not patrolling high school. Yeah, I mean like, the,
1: the world of high school and collegiate sports is pretty fucked up. Like just in general.
0: Yeah, um, which we'll but, we'll get into a little yeah, bit with our next game, game. But uh, uh, yeah.
1: I mean the end result of that is that Kobe Bryant is a cover athlete for this game at 19 years. 19. Like he's not allowed to drink alcohol, and he's the, but he he's a,
0: he's a cover of his own video game franchise, which he, <laughs> at the time he was the youngest person ever get his own video game friend? i think he still is like technically the youngest person was there ever a
1: justin bieber
0: game oh god i think so yeah justin bieber's ultra massacre something like that yeah it's it's very bloody you wouldn't expect it from that he's going
1: in state of emergency but you play
0: as justin bieber (laughs) baby baby um yeah so uh kobe was pretty much a sensation right from the get-go like i remember hearing his name like the moment he stepped foot on the court like he was a big deal Uh, He dominated the 1997 Slam Dunk Contest, and he became an all-star by only his second season. He would go on to lead the Lakers to five NBA championships. He earned multiple MVP trophies, countless other honors. Uh, He officially retired from basketball in 2016. I mean, he kind
1: of made, like, the Lakers sort of the definitive or, like, the dynasty team for a long time. Oh,
0: I mean, how many other players, like, spend their entire career with one team, especially a player as dominant and recognizable as Kobe? Like, that's pretty huge. So he means a lot to la and they i mean and it
1: sort of developed the reputation of like the lakers are where you go if you want to try and win a championship for a while
0: for a while yeah they were pretty dominant for the the last like i don't know and it just it really
1: set up i mean one thing that's worth i think just putting out there is you and i don't have a particularly strong attachment to kobe bryant like no we're a couple of white dudes who don't live in la don't care that much about basketball but i think like what he meant for the city of LA was like really significant. It's, it, it's that's like LeBron for Cleveland.
0: It's it's what makes him a little difficult to talk about. And I guess we should mention, you know, the 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 shadow kind of hanging over Kobe's legacy is uh, this rape allegation that came up mm-hmm. against him in 2003. Allegedly, he was uh, uh, in Colorado for a knee surgery, and the night before his procedure, uh, he was accused of raping the hotel clerk. Yeah. Um, he claims it was a consensual ex, uh, experience. Uh, she disputed that. She eventually dropped the charges, and they settled in civil court for an undisputed amount immo- or undisclosed amount. Yeah. You know, it, it's just something that has to be kind of out there. You right. have to kind of know about it, and you have to contend with it in your own way because um, it, it's, it's complicated, and—, and and I don't even want to get in too much into it just because I know Kobe means a lot to a lot of people, and I'm not really qualified I mean, to I, talk about I, it I too much, like, but it, it has to be said.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It does have to... It, it didn't... I, at least it got. he's been in a place where I don't think it's defined him.
0: No, yet. and it definitely uh, hurt his public standing for mm-hmm. a, a long time, um, but yeah, I, I think he's kind of moved past it to a degree, but... Well, he's moved past well, he's, everything now. He's moved now. past everything now, but, you know, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a complicated kind of icky thing to talk about, yeah. um, but it's out there, and it's something that you just need to kind of keep in the back of your mind when you're when you're thinking about his people legacy and his history. People can mean different
1: things to many people, and that that can all be okay. There's no and, one way to sort of rem- remember him. Um, yeah. You just say what you think is important about him, and that's fine, and just respect what other people— loved or didn't like about him yeah yeah
0: let's talk a little bit about kobe in video games so like we said with courtside uh, he became the youngest pro athlete to ever grace the cover of his own video game at the age of 19 Uh, in addition to the branding kobe also performed motion capture for both of these games so all of his moves are in here Uh, This series is the first to bear his likeness, uh, except for the NBA hangtime game where he appeared in in as his. uh, I
1: believe it's his rookie year. He's kind of buried, like he's like the fifth string guy on the Lakers, but they got him in there.
0: Yeah. Um, so outside of this franchise, he's been the cover athlete for NBA 3-on-3, NBA 07 and 09, and NBA 2K10 and 2K17. And he's also appeared in ads for a few non-basketball games, including Guitar Hero World Tour and Call of Duty Black Ops.
1: Weird. I, I'm really curious. Why was he in the ad for a Guitar Hero and Call of Duty game? I...
0: I don't know. I, I need to look those up again because Jimmy Kimmel was in that Call of Duty ad, too. Huh. And I don't remember. Were they just I like think playing I've... it
1: against each other? Or I like to imagine them in, C- like in CGI I feel like that. Like with like these marine helmets and futuristic <laughs> guns running around.
0: Yeah, I've got your back, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I remember these commercials vaguely, but I don't remember the exact uh, um, gist of them.
1: One thing that um, I think is worth noting about Kobe Bryant in sports is, for someone who was such a superstar, mm-hmm. um, he wasn't. He wasn't the same as. Michael Jordan or Shaq, who sort of removed their license from the player association, which was very frustrating if you were, like, an NBA Jam standby, and those guys were not in that game. Right. Um, Whereas Kobe, you know, would be the cover athlete for these other things, and he would be in, like, NBA Street. And so that was just, I don't know, that was always more satisfying. It's like, oh... Michael Jordan couldn't be in this game because he had to go save the chaos in the Windy City, and Shaq <laughs> had to like battle demons in this other dimension, so he couldn't play NBA Jam. I him. mean,
0: it just happens. I mean, but Charles Barkley could go to different dimensions and come back. I yeah, mean he I don't could see what the problem was. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, so yeah, this is the thirty-eighth best-selling Nintendo sixty-four game. It sold one point wow. nine million units, and that's uh, just in a just between two wrestling games and NWO World Tour and WWF No Mercy.
1: Why do you think that is? Why do you think that? Th- so this is, I'm assuming, the best-selling basketball game honestly. It is
0: the best-selling right. basketball game. It's the best-selling traditional sports game, I guess, if you're not considering wrestling or anything Mario branded to be a sport. What, you know? Do you think
1: it was just the strength of the Kobe Bryant license, or was it we good? also it was-
0: had the first-party Nintendo? Mario marketing behind it like this was similar to um the ken griffey baseball games like this had the nintendo sports seal of approval on it so that does kind of denote a mark of quality and plus it's just going to be in all their print advertising i remember it was on the nintendo power it was on the box for my n64 when i got it like that's when i first remember seeing you know they would have little screenshots of different games this was on there so it I don't know. That kind of makes me feel like it's a bigger deal game if it's on the box, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, no,
1: and you know, well, I mean, I'm just gonna tip my hand here a little bit. This game's pretty good. It is. Like, no, it's, it's a,
0: it's a, it's a quality game. Um, well, let's let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, so I would say, despite the the pedigree, I think this is a pretty standard basketball game. I wouldn't say there's a lot that really makes it super special, so, other than it's just pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's so hard to find like a trait. Of your sim basketball game to really make it stand out. Right? Yeah, it's easy to do sort of these arcade basketball style games. You're like, oh, we're gonna make them do backflips and these crazy moves. But sort of all you can talk about with these sort of simulation games is, oh, it feels responsive. Or it which, has
0: like better graphics than everything which else, which are very you know?
1: meaningful, but also like a difficult thing. I mean, the graphics are not as difficult to describe. Yeah, but like the feel of the game is a hard thing to sell people on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess the the hook here would be that you have the ability to set your formations by pressing buttons on your D pad, or right. like, which is uh, it offers a little more depth and complexity. I think than most of the other games we've tried. But like, if you were to put the the opening screens from this and nba live and nba in the zone like next to each other i wouldn't be able to tell which game is which it's kind of all the same menu style Mm -hmm. and they have all the same modes this one has three basic ones it's like exhibition which is a quick game season which is a long game and then playoffs which is a series of long games like well i mean yeah that's kind of it i
1: mean season is you know a series of series of games
0: oh yeah i got those flipped yeah 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 um all of the modes here can be played solo or with two players. I think, um, I think is
1: it not four player?
0: oh this one is four player yeah i'm sorry uh college hoops is only two player because of course <laughs> that's it you is want to subject them to. yeah uh, and this does feature the full nba license and uses uh uh the nfl or the nba pa <laughs> it uses the nfl uses license, the NFL well. license really, very that, confusingly. that's the
1: game that i want to play is the <laughs> nfl license basketball game where you just play uh patrick mahomes is just like chucking the basketball from across the court
0: i just want and, it to be like streets of rage where you just press the a button and uh, a football player just runs in beats everybody up and runs away (laughs) yeah i don't know so this did have the full player roster from 1997 1998 season but there were two exceptions random random yeah yeah
1: i've always wondered why this doesn't exist because i imagine this is a million dollar idea of you take like patent pending patent pending yeah you take like a great player from each of the major leagues yeah and you have them you take like 10 players and you have them all play each other's sports against them And you see, like, who, like, you get, like, Kobe Bryant. Well, you don't get Kobe Bryant because he won't put up much of a... Yeah. Yeah, but... um, Bo
0: Jackson's time to shine. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. You get uh, your Patrick Mahomes and your LeBron James and you haven't played tennis. This is what what I want to (laughs) see. I do want to see that, actually.
0: So the two exceptions of players who weren't here are Michael Jordan, of course, who has a whole separate licensing deal, and Latrell Sprewell, who was put on a 68-game suspension for choking his head coach in 1997. That was a big deal. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big uh, That's when you get
1: a little mark on your record that says difficult. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like whoops. Um yeah, yeah. So not really a whole lot to say about this one. We'll we'll try
1: well let's try anyway. I'll try, I'll I'll try. try. Like let's go one by one here. Okay. So this game looks fine
0: it like, does yeah
1: you, you don't really appreciate the fineness of how a game looks until you play games that don't look fine right um yeah because it, sort of what you're looking for in a basketball game is the characters to look like humans mm-hmm. is sort of your first step which is not always easy no um and then to go a little beyond that to them sort of look differentiated from each other yeah like because um, so many of these n64 games just kind of the characters have a big facial mash oh god that took a waffle iron the hockey
0: games have been particularly bad about that like all of them are just like 50 identical models like with no faces in
1: the football games are that way too everyone's just so bulked out that there's no differentiating between players yeah um and this game sort of fits those molds Um, yeah it, it looks good the animation looks good and it runs very smooth it you know I wouldn't say that like it is anything eye popping, but it works fine, and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like you definitely get those basketball squeaky sounds, and they have all the names of the players that they'll say. Yeah, um,
0: they have they have uh, a real announcer. I think it's Chick Hearn doing the the play by play. He's not super.
1: Is... He doesn't say a ton <clears throat> during the game, um, but he calls out every
0: player's name. Yeah. You know, he he clearly recorded voice clips for every player in the league, so good for him. Yeah, at uh,
1: least at least the starting squad of each of them
0: right yeah, yeah. so your a button is going to be your uh your pass and your steal your b button's gonna be your shoot and then your z button is gonna be a little turbo where you yep. can uh, run you've got a stamina meter that wears down as you go on um this left, game's pr-
1: left c gives you a little dribble trick so you can try to get around people
0: i feel like this game has more uh effective defense than anything else we've seen because yeah. like a player can block you like you can it'll stop i feel like you can charge past players and other games that we played and this one they'll they'll brick wall you, you know, right I, I guess you that's
1: out. sort of what I think would make this game sort of stand out is it does sort of force you I think if you were to play... Like, if we're just playing against each other, you're not going to get this experience. But, like, if you're playing against the computer on a higher difficulty, you're going to have to figure out more creative ways around the defender. Yeah. Because so many games like this, you know, you just turbo and, like, dribble past the defender and go dunk it. Yeah. Here, you run in the defender and you stop because your character picks up the ball. Yeah. Um, so you would need to use something like calling for a, a pick or sort of... There's a... Um, I think this game has a give-and-go option and just doing different things like that to try to find your way around a defender and actually get open for a shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it worked well there was a weird thing at the beginning trying to boot the game up where like uh, it, it requires 107 pages yeah. on your control these sports or the games control and pack. controller
1: packs are just insane out of control, out just, control you're just like well I guess I'm never using this controller pack for anything else
0: and <laughs> like I guess it has a creative player option so like you can you can do that uh, like, uh, and that's, rosters, that tends to you
1: can mix up the roster. yeah that
0: tends to eat up a lot of space but I, I don't think anybody has that much free space I under mean, the control I mean it's literally packs. an
1: entire controller
0: pack it's the entire it's, thing and it, it was giving us guff like not really letting us start the game without clearing the space so we finally just had to pop the controller pack out and restart it and just do it, yeah. without uh but it was kind of a weird roadblock right at the beginning i'm like oh okay all right we're, yeah we're controller do this.
1: packs in general are just sort of a weird bummer of a thing yeah um, from like ps any any system that didn't have memory save but also didn't have a hard drive built into the system yeah feels very weird because you look at this controller pack and, or like a PS1 controller pack and you're like, oh, my saves are just on this forever. Yeah. Like I can't transfer them like I could in a PS3. Right, like, yeah. They're
0: just done. Yeah. 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 Um I don't know. I, I I think I I enjoyed my time playing with it. It took a little bit to warm up to it a little bit, yeah. but uh once you get into the swing of it, it's It feels like real basketball. Uh, It it feels good. It feels uh, uh, responsive. I mean, I think that
1: what, based on, like, the Ken Griffey Jr. games, what these first-party left-field, or the Nintendo sports division does, is they make the game sort of accessible and and polished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not sort of bogged down by too many mechanics. This game does annoyingly, like... I, I just really don't like basketball penalties mm-hmm. like in video games. They just never seem to work of like you're trying to steal and you get called for reaching or it's really easy to step out of bounds in this game. Yeah. And all that stuff just kind of serves to slow it down. I don't think makes it any more fun.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, do you have anything else to say about this first one? No, not
1: yet. Okay.
0: All right. We might come back. We might loop back around yeah. when we're talking about the next. But let's let's take a little break from the courtside games, go chronological, and talk about Fox Sports College Hoops 99. This was released October 31st, 1998. Sorry, we don't get a jingle on that one. You're <laughs> early. Uh, it's developed by Z-Axis and published by Fox Sports Interactive, and it is an N64 exclusive. Uh, so Z-Axis, we talked about them once before, way back in our very first episode, because they made that oh, reboot of Space Invaders. Okay. Uh, as a, a refresher.
1: I don't think had a Z-Axis, right? No. It, just, it was
0: two-dimensional. <laughs> it Holy only shit. It
1: had an X-Axis.
0: Whoa, whoa. They've dropped a ball on that. Uh, so the company was founded in Foster City, California in 1994, and they weirdly have a very similar output to Left Field. Uh, this is their only basketball game, and most of the rest of the stuff they did <laughs> <wonder> were why. <laughs> BMX or motocross games. Their biggest hit was Dave Mira's Freestyle BMX, which is a totally decent Tony Hawk knockoff. Yeah, uh, if uh, And that caught the attention of Activision, who made the company one of their subsidiaries in 2002. But this partnership was rather short lived though because their first games together were Aggressive Inline and BMX Triple X. Steve's all time favorite. My all time favorite game that I've never actually played. <laughs> yeah. um, but you just the,
1: you just look up screenshots on there oh, yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. I love a good
0: <laughs> blurry pixelated boob. Yeah, that's you, you, my you, favorite. You know
1: the BMX subreddit? Reddit subreddit Steve created. It's me, it's just me. I'm the only one on it. Yeah. So join the subreddit, people.
0: Anyone play this game? No? Okay, bye. Yeah, th- these were uh, <laughs> insulated
1: boobs. Ever seen them? <laughs> Question mark.
0: <laughs> I mean, these these were for those who aren't familiar. Uh, very crass attempts at aging up extreme sports games I mean, for the South Park crowd. Fine, like that's it's all another right.
1: like Tony Hawk knockoff that plays well. In line it is skates, just funny yeah. because it's like. Your guys are super badass, but he's supposed he's on rollerblades. Like, yeah, you like a huge dork. Like, all
0: right, Xanadu, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they had some pretty disastrous sales on those games. The company made one more game based on the film X-Men The Last Stand, the worst of the X-Men until Dark Phoenix, before attempting to rebrand. Uh, they renamed themselves Underground Development and were able to only get one game out the door, and that one game was Guitar Hero Van Halen, oh. the least popular of the Guitar Hero knockoffs. <laughs> okay. uh, probably, right? Uh, that, I think that was probably worse I, than Green Day. And What about,
1: well, Green Day was Rock Band. What about oh, Aerosmith? Uh, Aerosmith? Aerosmith? It was a Guitar Hero Aerosmith.
0: I feel like more people would play the Aerosmith yeah, one. They've got more hits. Right. And the Beatles rock band was probably the pinnacle of this little yes. trend. No, I, um, I
1: agree. Um, no, I mean, as someone who has followed many of the Qatar hero games, I always forget that the Van Halen one exists. Yeah, so you, yeah. You are, I guess you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they, they were uh, shut down in 2010 after that one failed to sell.
1: I have, wait, I have which, a question yeah. about Van Halen. Yeah. Um, in the song Hot for Teacher, sure. is it implied that the teacher is receptive and into the students' advances? Because like the video implies this, yes. But in the song itself, there's no implication that the teacher is interested, aside from the student just being very horny.
0: Oh, I got that it was like a Stacy's mom thing. Like it was all in his head that she okay. was putting on. Okay, I like this I like that a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I. I, I uh,
1: we, so well, we we see we, the follow up where like the teacher turns him down or something.
0: Either way, <laughs> I, we we might as well jump. Onto the Fox Sports Interactive, uh, because that was a short-lived branch of Fox Interactive, which is the video game subsidiary of the media giant, of course. Uh, There was really only one Fox Sports game with that label, and this is it. And you'll see why there weren't more. Uh, The company gave up on developing sports titles after that. They turned to focus on developing their own in-house properties, such as The Simpsons, Die Hard, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Alien. So those are fine. Stick with those. Those
1: are all properties that we, we like.
0: Yeah, stick with those ones. All right, so the cover athlete this time uh, is a guy named Jeff Shepard, who might be the least accomplished person to make the cover of a sports video game that we've talked about. Uh, He was, uh, uh, at the time, playing for the University of Kentucky. He was a standout high school player and had an exceptional career at Kentucky, where he won Most Outstanding Player for the '98 season and led the team to two NCAA championships. His professional career is one of the shortest that we've seen, though. He was drafted to the Atlanta Hawks in 1999, only played 18 games. Then he transferred to Italy for the next two seasons before being brought back to play for the Raptors, but he was benched that entire season, and he officially retired in 2001. Uh, He and his wife now live in Kentucky, and they run a youth basketball league, so that's cool. Do
1: you think that, I mean, do you think that you make enough money playing in the NBA for two years to retire on? I
0: wonder... I mean, cause I
1: mean, I know he's running a league and I salaries this,
0: but. vary, but I mean, even the low end salaries are pretty ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like, I guess yeah. you just
1: have to have the idea that, you know, maybe I'm not going to last that long here.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I won't buy
1: that mansion quite yet.
0: Got out while the getting was good. His wife actually was a, uh, a star basketball player at the University of Kentucky oh, as well. That's cool. So that's, that's a nice story either way. All right, let's talk a little bit about college sports games. This is the first and only college sports game to grace the N sixty four, and NCAA games used to be pretty ubiquitous. You would yeah. see them in pretty much every genre. I,
1: I remember that, and then it was they mysteriously kind of vanished. Like, yeah, because sort of around the two thousand four time is when I was most engaged with sim sports games. Yeah, I remember they would release. There was so many. There was, like, the 2K games. It was just, like, a Wild West of sports games. Yeah. the 2K games and the EA games, and then there was also the college EA games.
0: Right. And, you know, from I, – I was not interested in any of these games around this time, yeah. but f- I remember my college roommate was super, super, super into – I think it was uh, NCAA 02 or 03, sure. the football game. One of those. Because those NCAA football games from EA were huge sellers. Like – to the point that they looked like for a while they were going to rival Madden. And that's kind of where the controversy came in because some uh, uh, people pointed out uh, very (laughs) truthfully... That players are not getting a cent from any of these games. Bullshit. Even like if you're the cover athlete, you don't get a dime because the NCAA's regulations say that you can't, if you're a player, you can't profit off your relationship with your school.
1: Yeah, but the NCAA can. The NCAA can. can. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So these people were making money hand over fist while the players were basically being exploited for free labor.
1: It's insane that somebody could use your name and likeness and you would not get any money for
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of ridiculous. That it's and it still hasn't totally been corrected. There's a really good article in Sports Illustrated by Ross Deringer who came that came out in May, I believe, uh, with the latest updates on this. Uh, his metaphor he used a football metaphor for it. He said like so if if the one end of the field is uh, a free open market where everybody can control their own likeness, and the other end is what it was yeah. 20 years ago where nobody profits off of anything, then right now the NCAA is at the 50. Okay. They're they're figuring it out, but it's still not quite there. Uh, and I think until we get it to the, the end zone there, I don't think we're going to see any other NCAA games. There haven't been any college sports and, games you know, for we, six there, years now.
1: We, we shouldn't. I no. mean, that's, that needs to be figured out before they can make you know, use people's likeness in good conscience. Absolutely.
0: And I think if you got your likeness used for this game in particular, you should be very pissed or (laughs) you should see a doctor because you've got some kind of bone disease. (laughs) You've got something going horribly wrong that makes your limbs jut out in weird angles and they're all skinny and like narrow and my God. Okay, so...
1: This game is part of the trend where every sport that we play needs to have just some unholy abomination of a knockoff, low-budget game.
0: More than most, at at least if we're strictly talking graphics here, this is... A major sh- turd sandwich that oh, we're looking awful. at right here. It like, looks awful. we're sandwiched between two like really good looking sports games, and then this, which might be the worst looking sports I game.
1: It, I don't think it looks. It looks as bad as the Mia Ham game. I don't Which know is if saying a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't. I was the Mia Hamm frame rate this bad. I,
0: like, I, it was pretty bad okay. from what I remember, but I don't think it was quite this. Like I think sluggish. That the
1: players in Mia Ham looked worse. Yeah, but the animations in this game might look worse i mean
0: we noted that like this game does have pretty good crowd animation like yeah, it's this got is, this that may, this
1: is maybe the only sports game where the crowd looks better than the players <laughs> really right? do. oh
0: my god all right so the modes here are even i mean it's pretty much the same modes as in every sports game again very have, bare bones uh we have quick play and we have and season. season i think that's. i it. think that was it yeah so it's less than usual uh, you get to choose from a lot of different real schools, like you this know they, they have that. Why I never get
1: into any kind of college sports is there's like so there's so many teams. There's like a hundred teams. Like I can handle thirty teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but like. They're like, oh, this is Oregon State versus Oregon. And
0: yeah. I just <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Go Gooey Ducks? And is that one of them? Yeah, I don't remember. I think that's one of them. Yeah. Or and is that all, Washington somewhere? I don't know. And
1: they're all in just these different divisions, and you can't ever keep track of who's actually ahead. Yeah. Yeah. They don't play against each other.
0: And, like, you know, I think college sports games might be fun to revisit, like, five years after they were new. So then you're like, oh, look, look, this person is in this game before they became yeah, big or something. Yeah, but good luck
1: finding you know? anyone because like they the all amount look... of, this game's got so many players in it that oh, you're God. not going to recognize. All and
0: right, all... so the, the opening animations when the players come out, it's like they all run to the camera, they lean down, they do a weird little smirk and then they jank off into the corner. Like they, they look it, like monsters. And it
1: really exposed like, this game makes no qualms. It's funny, this game makes me laugh because like, it must know that it looks terrible, but yeah. it makes no qualms about trying to hide that. Like yeah. the first animation, they're like trying to show you some awesome footage from the game of like characters dribbling around and dunking. Yeah. But like the hit detection is all off. Like Ugh. the frame rate looks terrible. And so instantly you're like, I don't want to play this game. Like, you'd think that they would cover it up and put, like, some shitty FMV there yeah. so that when you actually start the game, you're like, I've been duped.
0: Yeah. But, But, I mean, right from the get-go, it's just like, this is how ugly we are. You're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, and
1: then to have the the players run out and stare directly at the camera and they all look like they've torn off Faces from like just like a wall of flesh and just sort of stuck it to their own face. I I
0: was fascinated by the hair animation because it kind of looked like uh, when when you shave a Barbie and like try and draw hair on it with a sharpie. That's kind of what it they look like. Like because the hair, it's just so bizarre. Honestly, like look this game up. Uh, We're not really doing the visuals of it justice. It's very
1: hard to describe.
0: It's just a mess. And then when the game actually plays extremely limited options. Okay, let's see. You have... uh, B
1: and Z do the same thing.
0: Two buttons make you shoot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's no... This game has no turbo, which... NBA Jam had set up that standard. Sports yeah. games have turbo. That's just how it works. Even if it's a sim. Courtside
0: yeah. is a sim, Yeah, and it had a turbo. And it
1: makes it more fun. But this, B and Z, both shoot the ball. They do the same, and A passes. That's it.
0: That's all you do. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. There's no finger roll. There's no like the uh, formations. There's no anything. You
1: can't do any sort of dribbling tricks to get no. past anyone. So, yeah.
0: No. And when you're, like, when the game is actually happening, like... The, reticle, the color reticle under your character keeps changing, so it's kind of hard to tell which character you're actually controlling. It's not consistent yeah. in any way. It took
1: me probably 30 seconds to a minute before I figured out what team I was. Yeah. Like, what color I was.
0: If, if you get, like, more than three players together in a huddle, the game slows down to a snail's pace and all the characters start clipping through each other and like it just looks like a big mess of jagged points and you have no idea what you're seeing it's pretty ridiculous like it's kind of hard to believe a game looks this ugly (laughs) and maybe we're about maybe if we'd played this next to like the the crappy NBA jam games that we played it'd be like oh okay maybe this doesn't look way better
1: that's what I I definitely remember I mean they weren't a lot more fun but they definitely looked. they had wacky sound effects I'll give them that
0: yeah very Um, wacky
1: And I don't know, it's just like, yeah, there's so little going on here. Even just seeing the players run doesn't look right. Because there seems to be, every animation seems to have at least two or three frames missing in the way the characters move. Yeah. So they all look very unnatural and robotic. Yeah. I mean, no other aspect of this game stands out. Like, the most significant thing about this game is how awful it looks. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: It's just, it's notably ugly. That's the only thing about it. it.
1: And there's just no aspect of the gameplay that is interesting. No. um, Aside from just how little there is there.
0: No, this is a real whiff. I mean, this is... uh, uh, And
1: for what it's worth, like, the Fox Sports label means nothing.
0: No, no. I don't know what that means. I don't care. Like...
1: Well, like I'm sure... Like, it seems like Fox Sports would have, like, some well-known college announcer.
0: Or something, or some graphics on screen. Were there even graphics on screen? Like, I don't recall. No, I
1: don't, nothing like that stood out. No, no. And Yeah, it's just, it's so weird that they're like, oh, we're going to use our license, but we're not going to use any sort of thing that people might associate with box Sports.
0: Yeah, yeah, so bizarre. I mean, I, I would say, like, yeah, I really don't have anything else to say because there's just so little in this game. <laughs> there uh, really is. We tried playing uh, Season Mode with two players. It doesn't let you, but it does give you the option yeah, like to select to your you have
1: to dictate that you have to move your controller to your team that yeah. you've already picked and then leave the CPU on the other one even though you can't move that one and you're like well th- thanks for bringing me to that screen game yeah glad <laughs> so, glad
0: we glad we squeeze that in so yeah. we know I can't play this There may or
1: may people. not be an attention to detail where the Brigham Young team the oh Brigham yeah! Young team prays before they go out on the court. It looked
0: like when, they were praying when they were in their pre-court like little huddle, which is kind of cool. If that's the but, case, I mean, yeah, that that's that. We makes were not going to play this game anymore to find out. Yeah, no, not so much. Let's move on to our last one here because this one's a nice breath of fresh air by comparison. NBA courtside two featuring Kobe Bryant. That was released November eighth, nineteen
1: ninety nine. So how do you remember how long past... The first Kobe Bryant is this? This is, let's see. Is it see. only
0: a year? Uh, the first one was going back, going back, yeah, going back. April 27th, 98. So a okay. year and a half okay. uh, about that. Yeah, so uh, this one was developed by the same people. Um, and this is not an N64 exclusive anymore because there was a Game Boy Color port. Oh. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> uh, so what's new and different here? Well, I well firstly, I tried to figure out what happened with the title. I don't know why Kobe's name got shifted below the, t- the title of the series now, like I'm wondering if there's like a licensing Maybe thing that they came up.
1: Decided like, hey, this is a franchise we want to stick with it, but we might not always want Kobe to be our guy. And like, it's like, true. He retires in this.
0: And there was one more. There was NBA Courtside 2002 for the GameCube that didn't have his name on it at all. Okay. So I think he was in the game. Or maybe
1: his license was becoming too expensive. Like he.
0: I could, you know what? I could believe that. And And so they're like, we
1: want to put Courtside as the focal point and sort of wean people off Kobe.
0: That would make sense. And uh, so, biggest differences here Uh, we have the ability to play either a straight-up sim or an arcade-style goof-em-up where you have little hot spots where you can get up to 5, 10, or 15-point dunks. Yeah, they seem or- to
1: appear sort of randomly on the court. Yeah. Um... And they're just like a There'll be a little star that appears on the court And if you make a basket while standing on it You'll get that amount of points mm-hmm. This is a mechanic that I like a lot Because it feels arcadey. Yeah. But there's also like It's exciting to get there and like try to take a shot But it's also like if you have a hot spot somewhere I know you're going to try and shoot from there So I'm going to defend it better And have a higher likelihood to block your shot
0: It's like the ultimate smash in, in Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. like Where when that appears That's kind of the focus of the game now Everyone's going to try and get that thing You know so it's kind of like that. It, it's fun. It's a fun idea in this mode. And the
1: game also plays faster in arcade mode. Like yeah, plays
0: faster and you get unlimited turbo and you can get this little momentum meter where you can build up these specialty dunks.
1: And yeah, similar to NBA Jam like if you make if you make enough baskets in a row and your momentum fills up, you become smoking. Yeah and um, you can do smoking dunks and mm-hmm. smoking dribbles as yeah. you said famous famous blues, famous blues man smoking dribbles <laughs> oh yeah um and we unfortunately neither of us got enough momentum to really get smoking no, but it's no. still it's a cool thing um and i think that that 15% speed increase goes a long way it really and does fewer penalties which also is something i
0: it appreciate. was it was kind of hard to go back to the regular sim mode after that just because it does feel significantly slower and you're starting to get caught for things that you just got used to doing so um you know but but it's still a very competent game otherwise the other new feature here is a three point contest which uh i didn't find terribly no it's interesting. very
1: similar to the in the zone or what nba live where it's just but i felt like
0: i had less control over what i was doing well, than there, those i other feel games. like some of those
1: had like a meter or something like yeah that, that helped you sort of keep track or it was more clear when you sort of needed to press b again to release it yeah um, yeah those modes are never terribly interesting. there's no slam dunk contest for us to not figure out in this one unfortunately right um i and,
0: think the biggest thing we need to talk about with this game is that like our immediate response upon opening up the game and like starting uh a, starting a round was like holy shit this game looks incredible like it looks so good like
1: and it might i don't think it's just a comparison to playing the no Fox sports game no i
0: mean pa- the, the players faces look like their faces yeah. like they have nice proportions like the animations are great they look they're really
1: they, the sizes are really diverse
0: like, yeah you're seeing real moves you're seeing like like They always talk about players doing motion capture for games, but I don't really notice it most of the time, especially in N64 games. Here you can see it. Everybody seems to move like they're a real person, which is very cool, and it doesn't slow down the gameplay at all. Uh, I I was impressed.
1: That's why I asked if this game came out more than a year after the first one, because it almost seems like they had rebuilt the graphics just sort of like, totally fresh yeah because yeah. the first one like it was clear that all of the player models are just sort of built from the same basic model and they look kind of similar yeah this one like your john stockton and your carl Malone look very different right, right? yeah
0: exactly That's... yeah and my boy detlef shrimp yeah. the one name i know <laughs> um Thanks, yeah and it, it i mean it played great i think it still got the same uh Depth and complexity of Courtside 1, mm-hmm. but I think the addition of this arcade mode really puts it over the top for yeah, me. the I additional
1: think. modes go a long way. And, oh, and the, the presentation is so much better. Very weirdly, the person who had this cartridge before you decided oh, yeah. that the way that they wanted to play NBA Courtside 2 was silently. Yep and with 10 minute quarters
0: dead silent like uh, crowd effects sound effects everything turned all the way down to the bottom and then 10 minute long quarters so which is,
1: which is very odd it's like it's evidence that they just didn't like this game because rather than mute their tv while they were playing it yeah they're like i want to listen to the sound for other games but yeah. not this one but i don't know why because this game sounds great it sounds fine and you get
0: a lot of voice samples again so Chick coming like, back
1: and he he talks like the first game, you know, the things he said were fine, yeah. but he sort of only commented when you make a basket. Like, here he'll comment fairly constantly, mm-hmm. and I imagine it would get annoying if you were playing this game a ton, but it didn't in our no, at all.
0: No, not really. I mean, it's clearly, like, kind of soundboarded, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, uh, uh Bryant! does a slam dunk yeah. or like what was the thing finley loves to dunk or oh, yeah. something like that. yeah it sounded
1: like a personal ad yeah finley loves to jam he enjoys <laughs>
0: <laughs> he enjoys a good dunking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like good for you dude awesome yeah um so the, yeah there's great voice samples in there so i don't know who the weirdo is who was playing 40 minute games in dead silence but uh all right hats off to you dude And that's yeah. that's cool Hopefully you were listening to our podcast while you were doing that, except it didn't exist in the because, past, I, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever.
1: This is the plot of Back to the Future 4. There it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Marty's now a podcaster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be accurate. Yeah. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed this game. I thought it was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, uh, it, It's, you know, if, if we're going to go out on a basketball game, I'm glad we went out on this one and not college oh, college hoops. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because that would leave a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. But. And
1: we're not saying a ton about it because it's just, it's not, you know, it's not a whole lot different from the first uh, courtside game, but it, Which is, it itself... is very noticeably better. Like, oh yeah, and that goes a long way. So much of these sports games are you like i get you're like a shrug of whether or not it's better this game is like
0: it's clearly better two,
1: yes two th- th- thumbs up this is the way is to better.
0: go yeah nba courtside 2 is the way you want to go if you're going to get uh one of these basketball games yeah. like uh well hang time is obviously the first well, way let's, go, let's
1: move on to our ranking. let's move we on to our right rankings
0: let's do that because uh each week we are ranking the games that we have just played and let's do that now uh do you want to go first
1: sure i will go first um so yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're gonna have the same opinion on this. Um, probably. Courtside Two, I think, is the best, you know, sim basketball game for the N64. I I think so. Yeah. Um, it certainly looks the best. It's the most inviting, and I think it has depth if you wanted to go play it. So, um, well, I guess I'll go in order here just so we don't get confused. Okay. But Um, Courtside One is not quite as good, but it's still probably the second best.
0: Sure. Um, high quality game.
1: Yeah. Um, it's going at number one twenty, oh. which is right above Space Invaders. Um. Yeah, I mean, the thing about these genres is as, you know, as competent as these games were, it's still kind of a boring genre that I have trouble really getting into. Um, Fox Sports, whatever it was called, Fox Sports College Hoops Mm. is a garbage game. It's so bad. It it was really bad. Um, It's going in this little zone of terrible sports games, um, number 228. Which is right under Mike Pizza's strike zone. Mike Pizza, yeah. I love good old Mike Pizza. And I think two under the Mia Ham game. Oh, well, where did
0: courtside two go for you? you? Oh yeah. Do you
1: think you can put Mia Ham on a Mike's pizza? Yes, put <laughs> Mia Ham on a
0: Mike Pizza. Serve it up to these college monsters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hoop shaped. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, NBA courtside two is going at number 84. Four. Oh wow. Um, which is I don't know, somewhere. So <laughs> it's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere
0: in there. It's somewhere <laughs> in there, like five would say. But
1: yeah, it's uh that's like forty above uh, the first courtside. Yeah. So that's
0: pretty significant. And weirdly I went way higher on these okay. than you did. Uh because uh I, I was really very, very impressed with these courtside games. I think they're very high quality uh courtside two is the best one i'm putting that number 44 and that's underneath wayne gretzky's 3d hockey okay courtside one is going right below that 45 i think perfectly high quality game i think if you have the choice get two but you're not going to go wrong if you get one yeah it's it's probably like
1: you'll find it in if you go to use game store it's probably like in the 50 cent bin yeah like they're feeding they're feeding it to the store cat exactly (laughs) yeah
0: And then uh in one of the biggest drops that we've seen, College Hoops is going to 226, which puts it just under Asteroids Hyper whatever it was, <laughs> Hyper Drift Stab thing. I forget Hyper what that Drift one. Hyper Drift Stab thing. I forget what that Featuring one was called.
1: Featuring Mike Piazza.
0: Yeah, it's uh, but I mean that's almost the one I would recommend most just because I think people need to see how <sighs> crappy it is. Look up a YouTube video yeah. for how crappy this game looks. It's I pretty mean, hilarious. The, yeah,
1: the other thing that's tricky is these are just weird like of games are fun but i can't imagine that if this is what you're into you'd play this instead of nba 2k oh yeah yeah no way
0: no way well awesome well we have many many awesome letters here today awesome. uh i love getting letters from people you can write in at ultra 64 podcast at gmail.com if you want us to read your letter let's start with this one it says hello steve woody an intangible guest who can only be sensed as a vague presence oh no. Ah, ah, <laughs> hey! long time listener second time writer Oof. I just listened to your most recent racing game episode and in the letters you talked about the spooky moments of Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. what are some moments in games that have given you a scare that have stuck with you for me it's mm-hmm. that damn liquor that jumps through the interrogation window in Resident Evil 2 famous, yep. famous, one. it made me literally scream on the N64 and the moment I walked into the room in the remake I turned around and decided to do that later because it was still a potent memory <laughs> I think I did the same thing um, also, to answer your question on video game crushes, mine would be Creamia from Majora's Mask. I don't while, remember that character. Uh, while the same character model as Malin from Ocarina of Time, Creamia is a real independent woman who seems to be running the ranch without the help of any men. She just seems more strong and three-dimensional character than Malon. And that is from Adam in Texas. Thank you, Adam. That's a good question there. Um, big scare moments to get me. I still think... Well, okay, there's, uh, there's a recent one. Actually, the recent Resident Evil 2 scared the piss out of me when Mr. X first appeared and when I realized that like he just doesn't stop. There's nothing stopping him. You just have to like whatever you're doing, you have to stop, escape, try and lose him for a while, and then come back and try and solve that puzzle because he's coming after you. (laughs) The other thing was the first time I saw Pyramid Head in Silent Hill Mm. 2. Uh, Because the first time you see him, you're exploring an abandoned apartment building. Nothing's like getting at you or anything, but there's just some creepy noises. You come to the end of a hallway and there's uh, the hallway is barred off there's like jail cell bars and pyramid head is just standing there and he doesn't make a move at you and you can't do anything to hurt him he's just there and that scared me so bad like i hadn't even seen him do anything yet and then later you see him do horrible things to one of those mannequin monsters uh yeah
1: you you play a lot more horror games than i do i've oh, yeah. never been a big horror game guy um, i love them the the main memories i have of games that Parts that scare me are both *Resident Evil 4* because that is a horror game I really like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is the you that ch- guy that gets a chainsaw. You go into the village like really early in the game, and this guy pulls out this chainsaw, at you, oh. and that part freaked me out. There's also a section much later in the game where you're in a laboratory, and there's these weird dudes who like. Oh, spiky spikes. guys. Oh, they, I hate those, those guys. Those guys were really scary. <laughs> I don't know. And the, the other memory I have of just like extreme anxiety in games is um, when I went through a phase of playing a bunch of roguelikes. Yeah. And I had made it to hell in Spelunky, mm. which is like... a bunch of work to get there and you get so nervous in these games because if you're like if i die i have to start all over and i just start playing so much worse yeah yeah (laughs) yeah worse than any like fear in the game i'm just like you get the yips avoid those spikes yeah every every, you just start second guessing yourself
0: constantly oh man i'm gonna throw one more resident evil 4 one on there Yeah. did you ever like you know there's that that like fish monster that you fight when you're out in the boat boat. yeah have you ever gone out and shot at the water before you got in the boat Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, if you shoot the water, that fish will jump out and kill you. Like instantly. Like I was just fucking around. I had no idea that would happen. And I, I just I jumped out of my seat because I was not expecting that.
1: One of the things that's weird about the Resident Evil the newer Resident Evil games, they have a weird thing where they get less scary as they go on. I yeah, feel like that's a general is that a general trend of war games or uh, Maybe it was just the shooter because I'm wondering. Because just become so well equipped. You're like, oh, I, th- I, I have a sniper d- rifle and a rocket launcher. Like, I'll be fine. You
0: just, yeah, you kind of get used to it. And like, Resident Evil 4 is a weird game in that I think the scariest and the hardest moment in the whole game is right at the very beginning. Yeah. Like, after you escape that chainsaw guy, the game's much, much easier. Yeah. But I died a lot in that segment. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Adam. That's a great question. I love that. Uh, we got one here from an old friend of ours. Uh, Hi, Steve Woody and guests. Woody's mentioned a few times about running weird or wacky video game tournaments. How do you go yeah. about picking what games to play? Was there a goofy prize involved? And what would be some fun, lesser known games, N64 or otherwise, to include in a game tournament for five to 10 people? Thanks for the amazing content. And that is from Scott. No. Oh. Your old buddy Scott. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wish you had given me uh, this heads up before. I'm uh, sorry. I thought no, I didn't even okay. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, let's try to remember the last one we did. So the last which one. was you, months ago. It was a quite, oh, yeah. quite a
0: while. So I, I specifically remember playing soul Calibur 2 with ddr pads yeah that which was is a good really one, fun which
1: i i just i okay here here's the core aspect though i think it's important to have something that everyone's going to be on an equal footing on so yes. i don't think that playing soul Calibur 2 is a very good idea but because, playing it hindered like that yeah, yeah playing it with dance pads is good because you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to do anything and i think you won just by like Slaying like a madman on that dance pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt very sad for my downstairs neighbors. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to have something that's immediately accessible. Anyone can play. Yeah, we played Soul Calibur 2 on dance pads. We played the Pac-Man versus, which I think we talked about um, last week. Mm-hmm. The Pac-Man game. Yeah. Um, all this stuff requires intricate setup of having uh, many, you know, GBA and link cable and things like that. Um, I played a Atari homebrew. Um, called Medieval Madness. Oh, that game was or, fun. Um, Medieval Mayhem, maybe, which is a warlord, sort of a more polished version of Warlords. Yeah. Um, with the paddle controller, which is a lot of fun. We played Silver Surfer. Yes. Which you randomly w- were a fan of. I'm really good for, at that for, game. For, N- for NES. For some reason, um,
0: like to the degree that you can be good at that game, I'm kind of good right, at that game.
1: It's sort of a famous, extremely difficult game. Yeah. Um, and we played Bust a Move. Oh, um, right. The you know puzzle bobble yeah um, i wanted to put a puzzle game in there and i feel like that's one that is immediately intuitive yeah and satisfying um i like tetra's attack more but i think that some people would have an unfair advantage yeah uh, i i guess i would say try to represent things of various genres various times um
0: me and yeah. nicole did one a while ago where um we were playing pokemon puzzle league uh-huh. on one player but like the, the player controlling it was blindfolded, oh, nice. and they could only play from the other person's instruction. Oh, so that's like, really clever. So you're going like, up, swap, left, swap, right, swap. You do like, so a, like, team like a team tournament. Like a team tournament, and we just see how far we can make it. Um, I like that. Oh, and the other was one was
1: one. Uh, Point Blank, the light game. Oh, Point game, Blank, yes. Was, I love that game, but it was hard to sort of get that set up correctly. So I,
0: I would say the trick is, yeah, diversity of systems, diversity of games, something generally even footing, and try and find a weird way to mix it up. Like try and find a different control m- method, or um, or play the uh, 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 NBA in the Zone Two Thousand free free throw mode or slam dunk contest.
1: Slam dunk that contest. no one contest. Figure out. Yeah, we
0: had a lot of fun trying to figure those out.
1: And, and um, and, and the last question is, as for the prize, um, I believe it was a. Pint of Mallard ice cream that I, yes. I had purchased. Yes,
0: Mallard ice cream, local Bellingham ice creamery, very delicious. Yes,
1: and I, I would say one of the, like, I considered it a great success because the person who won was not a person who had, I mean, who has played many video games, but they were not a person who's played a lot of console video games. Yeah, yeah. Their exper- their expertise was more in, like, grand strategy PC games. So I was right. very excited when they won and beat, like, you, me, and Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that was super fun thank you for the question Scott that was fun and I'm I'm itching now yeah, to have another us, one of these send
1: us your list if, you, if any of you have ever had a weird video game tournament because I am always on the lookout for like these kind of games that are just sort of immediately accessible and fun and yeah out of left field I not.
0: would say like not I mean these are hard to track down but I have an N64 power glove made by like a third party peripheral and we have tried to play Mario Kart on that like w- steering like with yeah. your wrist it's really hard to control but it's kind of fun Um, All right, cool. Our next letter, dear Stephen Woody, I'm a biologist spending time up in the Scottish islands. I was supposed to be here for a few weeks, but it's quickly become a few months due to the lockdown.
1: That sounds either great or horrible horrible well you said it's, it's like, been great for research oh, okay. and it's
0: also been great for podcasts i've been listening to a lot of podcasts to help drown out the sound of full Mars and puffins and i'm happy to have discovered this one it's been great to hear about some games i knew from when i was younger and about some other ones which i've never heard of thanks also for not pausing for the virus fair play to you for powering through anyway thanks so much and i guess i should leave with you with a question what is your favorite after game bonus a cool extra you can only get after you finish the game i'm thinking of playing as the millennium falcon in rogue squadron or getting bonus costumes for the goemon characters in the second goemon game and that's from Corsti, currently in the Orkneys. Man, I'm, so I'm, je- I, I'm
1: jealous of that guy. <laughs> I never
0: would have understood that this is how this name was pronounced. It's C-I-O-R-S-T-A-I-D-H, and it's pronounced like Corsti. So thank you for pro- providing the phonetic uh, sounding because I would never have gotten that. But that's really awesome. That yeah. That's cool that you're studying Puffins in Scotland. Puffins are who you want
1: to be hanging out with. Right totally. Now. You don't have to socially distance with Puffins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Not at all. As far as post-game bonuses, um, I don't even know if this really counts as a bonus just because it's kind of the way you play it. Right now, I'm on my third playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Wow. Um, I'm playing through as all the different houses, and they have pretty dramatically different stories and pretty dramatically different ways to play. Um, but I mean, yeah, technically those are all kind of available from the get-go. Um, I need to think about that. Do you have any off the top of your head?
1: Well, I'm still in the Resident Evil mindset. Um, yeah. thing about, and I believe you get sort of silly costumes in there where the the girl you have to rescue is in like a cheerleader outfit, which I I don't know if that's that great, yeah. but it is there. Um, is
0: that and- a? Th- I mean, is that still a thing for people? I don't know. I guess it must be, right? Yeah. I feel like that's one of the classic, like, tropes of, like, sexy costumes is cheerleader. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I've just never been a jock and I didn't get it, but I don't know.
1: Um, and then um, I'm thinking about other N64 games. Like, you could unlock a lot of stuff in Goldeneye. I yeah. feel like a lot of those bonuses in Goldeneye were really cool. Like, the other, all the other characters you could play as, the civilians, sort of a bunch of different game modes and levels. Mm-hmm. Though I think 90% of what happens with Goldeneye is... People just put in a code to unlock all that stuff. Oh, yeah. that game is so hard to actually unlock everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a good one. Yeah, I, don't have yeah. a, I don't
1: have a great answer right now. It's I think definite- mostly
0: I, I just really like unlocking characters in things, yeah. like fighting games. I like unlocking characters. But and, most um, fighting
1: games should be smart enough to, like, you'll unlock things before you actually beat the game. Right. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's weird to have... It's a tricky thing to have content that only unlocks after you beat the game. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I've already sort of played this game and I'm sort of done with it. So it's, right. you really need to supply a lot for me to come back to it. Yeah. I guess a ra- this is this is totally random and not really a fair answer to the question, <laughs> but um, I really liked in the game Guitar Hero 3, mm. um, they have the song Through the Fire and Flame by Dragon Force, which is a notoriously super fast, difficult song. Yeah. But they don't put it in the main... They don't make it the last song of the game. Like, it's a bonus track. Okay. And so you're not stuck, like, I can't beat this goddamn song and beat the game. (laughs) Um, So I feel like that's sort of a good way
0: to do it. That's a good way to go about it.
1: Sorry, I know that wasn't really the answer to the question.
0: No, no, no. That's great. Um, All right, we got one long one here. Hi, boyos, and if applicable, guest... Uh, not applicable today, sorry. non gendered Uh, guest. It feels good to finally write you. Amazing how attached I've grown to you and how Ultra 64 became part of my daily life. Let me explain why. Loving Nintendo and being there since the Super NES, I always felt I missed out on the N64. But being in my 30s, I could not possibly find the time to experience the N64 as it once was. Who has the time? And then you guys came in. I had never really experienced a podcast before. And I think
1: he's putting a subtle jab at the pointlessness
0: of our <laughs> lives, Steve. Who
1: has the time? You losers oh, you lose Oh, yeah, I
0: guess you dorks. Um, yeah, but I stumbled onto you on Spotify when looking for old-school gaming music. The in-depth reviews combined with the witty banter and many, many, many tangents sparked my interest from the get-go. At the same moment, things started to get serious with my girl, and we started living together. Now I was given a twice-daily 45-minute bike ride to the train station in nearby city Utrecht. Uh, the podcast format appeared perfect for lightening up these rides and being, able, and me being able to actually focus on listening to for an extended period of time. So I binged all of your episodes, biking through the Dutch countryside while wow. you guys chattered in my head. Man,
1: everyone's life is better than Mars. Right? <laughs> so says I want to be in the Dutch
0: countryside. My brain coupled physical places along my route to memories of the podcast. The tree where I first heard the expression, ranking turds. <laughs> The canal where I felt sympathy <laughs> that's the,
1: that's ill. That's the tagline for our podcast. Ultra 64 with Stephen Woody. <laughs> Ranking, Ranking turds.
0: <laughs> the canal where I felt sympathy ill because of the camera in Beast Wars Transmetals, oh, even yeah. though I never played the game. The pond where I gigged the whoops in Supercross. <laughs> uh, driving through the freezing cold listening to the delightful Doom Christmas episode. Crossing the bridge where I first realized, as a lifelong Mega Man fan, that the name Rockman relates to rock music and not actual stones. Sometimes, sadly enough, life evolves. Things didn't work out with me and her, and I lived in Utrecht once again. No bike train commute. However, Ultra 64 remains in my life as the soundtrack to my runs along the canals of the historic medieval inner city. Did you boys from Bellingham ever think you would be the backdrop to some Dutch guy going about doing his Dutch things? No, I did. Uh, that's that's amazing. I I, I I wrote
1: my college thesis on that. (laughs) On doing Dutch things.
0: (laughs) Uh, Long story short, the podcast appeared to be the ideal medium for me to still experience N64 in a suitable way. Now for my question. What gaming or other pop culture phenomenon would you guys like to experience via a different medium? So some ideas to start you off. A wrestling show depicting the rise and fall of Daikatana, a sculpture Mm -hmm. exhibit of the Waluigi cult. An opera based on Uwe Boll movies, a Boy George concert <laughs> on the history of Gex, a masterclass lecture series by Shigeru Miyamoto. Uh, thanks so much for all the fun and f- uh, for all the fun and filling the N64-shaped hole in my life. I'll surely follow you to your next gaming podcast. Anything even remotely co- connected to Nintendo always gets my motor running. One love and stay safe, and that is from Albert in the Netherlands. Wow!
1: Thank you, Albert.
0: That's really awesome, and that's so cool to hear from. Uh, from I, I love hearing from people from overseas too. It's, it's really like super cool. for A me. journey
1: through our uh, many adventures.
0: As far as like um, like a, a cross promotional thing here, so I kind of liked the Uwe Bowl opera idea. Yeah, no, I would like to see like a a Mario musical. Like yeah. I want to see a Mario Broadway musical because like it sounds dumb, but then like. Well, watch, we've made
1: much dumber things. A watch the
0: musicals. SpongeBob musical. I, I did. It's fantastic. I watched it right
1: before quarantine. We would really? Have it it's, was fun. It's so
0: good, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it could absolutely work in the right medium. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, I think musicals are always sort of a go-to for me of sort of condensing a bunch of stuff in a way that just sort of brings out the magic to it. I yeah. I don't know. I, I, think I, could do a, I, think, I think I could do a professional wrestling musical. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. think I would like to see that because professional wrestling... I think professional wrestling and anime still sound out as major things that I feel like I should enjoy but just can't. Yeah. And so maybe if they were somehow explained to me in a different context that wasn't just people who already have so much familiarity with it trying to explain them to me. Yeah. like I, I couldn't listen to an anime podcast because my brain just shuts down. Yeah,
0: I but. wouldn't... And I feel... I'm, I'm with you. I feel like I'm one good shove from being like a full weeb and just being super into anime. I just haven't quite found that one, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I watched a lot of anime and I like it. It's just... I'm never quite at that level of being a super fan, you know? Um,
1: like like a, Maybe like a game show that sort of had a theme to it, like uh, a Nintendo trivia game show or like legends of the hidden temple through a uh, nintendo themed world
0: i've been very excited at the recent rise of like obstacle course game shows like i've been watching uh the floor is lava on netflix <laughs> okay. which is the stupidest goddamn thing ever but so fun <laughs> or like ultimate beast master these really stupid things i would love to see something like that just directly based off a video game yeah. or um or just you know do the the again the three the slam dunk contest um just have a whole game show where you're just trying to solve that in the zone 2000 slam dunk contest i think
1: i want a metal gear solid opera i think Ooh, that's what i want
0: <laughs> that would actually i mean it's already on the way yeah. like it's half half the work is done for you. you just need to write some songs
1: and then i will say i think that um experiencing like for you know you're talking about experiencing n64 through a podcast yeah i think that having these things sort of mashed up in that way is kind of the way you want to experience a lot of this culture at this yeah, point. Because yeah. as someone who is doing this podcast, um, sometimes the doing of it, you're like, you know, a lot of these games, not that fun. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. You but, know. like, it is fun to think about them. It is fun to hear about them. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm saying is if I wasn't on this podcast, I'd be a listener.
0: Sure. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. I don't. I that's don't really have know. a
1: choice about being a listener because I can't when I'm on it.
0: Well, so. that's perfect. Well, I, I think I'll cut it off there. We have a couple other letters, but I think oh, I'll save so those letters. for next week. Yeah, and just going
1: to listen to this basketball episode <laughs> anyway. Please, please
0: send them to us, and also send us your ideas for like a cross genre mashup here, because I want to hear what some of y'all think about oh, this. Man. So, we, we we're asking uh, so, so much of our patrons. Send
1: hey. us letters. Review us on iTunes. Subscribe to our Patreon. Hey, <laughs> oh, there's and, more content on there.
0: By the way, thank you to everybody who gave us nice reviews on itunes it's very nice we got a bunch of new ones on there and they're super nice and flattering and that's that's really great and
1: also i just want to say we don't talk about politics that we really don't we really don't the the fact that we live in the horrible hellscape that we do i think it's impressive that we don't talk about it more look
0: we we live in the world we're human beings (laughs) who have opinions and thoughts and just because we're talking about nintendo games doesn't mean we don't have other opinions so Whatever, whatever. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening and for writing in and just for generally being awesome. You can find us at Ultra64Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and all the different places. Patreon.com slash Ultra64Pod. We got a bunch of stuff on there. It's super great. We did an episode recently on boom Blocks. A really fun Wii game that you should check out. And
1: our next, our next episode on Patreon. Let's announce this now. Oh yeah, yeah. Since it's timely because we said that Portside yeah. Two had a uh, G- Game Boy Color port. Yes. And uh, so we're gonna dive into this. Will be Honey, I Shrunk the N64 game. Oh, I like that. Yes. Because um, we're gonna be playing some of those weird Game Boy ports. Of yes, yes. Games. At, like, how at, is that gonna work?
0: At the suggestion of one of our listeners, uh, John Bergdahl. Thank you for writing in with that idea. We're we're doing it. It's gonna be happening on the Patreon. Uh, this week, so check that out, um, and don't forget to tune in to our episode next week because we are talking about a game that I know absolutely nothing about. I've never seen a frame of it called Rocket Robot on Wheels. Ooh, I'm excited. So I'm excited to dig into it. Uh, I love going in with a blank slate. It's
1: got so. one of
0: them red carts. Ooh, I do love a good red cart. It's just that and Spider-Man, right? In one I of the baseball so. games. Yeah, yeah. It's about it. Anyway, check that out. Uh, I, I think we've we've. A Effectively uh, blown the whistle on basketball games. I'm out of sports metaphors. Uh, I've got enough to sustain us <laughs> through the last over, few. We've
1: gone over and back. We have spent three in the key, mm. and now we're going to reach into the next episode.
0: Of and Super- I'm smoking dribbles, and I approve this message, baby. Yeah. So nice, my flow so- For words i mean he's amazing